Welcome to What Matters. Thanks for having me. Who do we have here? Nick Farhi. How are you, man? Good, yeah. Happy Tuesday. It's good to see you, man. Great to see you, too. We're working. Where are we? Oh, uh, we're sitting on my couch in my new studio here in Tribeca. In Tribeca. In the new center of the art world, no? I, I Maybe. <laughs> we got you here fresh of an MFA. Congratulations. Man. Thank you. How are you? How are you feeling about your new degree? It feels good. I mean, I'm just thankful for all of the visiting critics and professors that I met and engaged with in discourse and education. Yeah, I'm sure you had a great experience up there, no? Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, we're uh, here. Went by so fast. You went by so fast. How long? Two years. Two years went by like a blip. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everybody who's going through it right now, enjoy every second. Yeah. Because it ends so fast. Huh? Yeah. I would say anyone who's starting their MFA or, you know, I dropped out of undergrad. I was not a good student. Damn, really? Yeah. I had, I had like one and a half semesters left to go. I started to get um, into these sorts of group shows and my, my work life in terms of my studio practice just sort of took, I guess, a priority, you know, in a sense. And I was also... I don't know. I was working part-time at this art bookstore for around four and a half years. And that sort of took over my life <laughs> in a really sweet way. I mean, you meet artists and makers and people every day working yeah. in a store like that. So that was kind of bittersweet, especially it's in the West Village. So it's like kind of a idyllic, pleasant little town to, to show up to every day. Where, where were you going to school for undergrad? So I went to, I started at the Burr Manhattan Community College in 2000, 2006. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said in the city. I, that's in Tribeca, actually. Oh, really? I mean, more or less. It's like kind of more west of this location. So that's when you moved here to New York? So I was born in Manhattan in 1987. Oh. And I went, to, I went to high school in Massachusetts. I couldn't wait to get back to New York City. Yeah. And I had these aspirations of working in the music business and producing music and rapper uh, i was not a rapper but <laughs> i can rap i can rap i mean you grow up in new york you kind of yeah you kind everybody's freestyling and having a good time but no i was more so making instrumentals and beats and you know listening to to music and kind of um you wanted to be diplo no actually i didn't i didn't the i Alchemist. remember that whole scene Who in philadelphia your, one of your, like idols back then the alchemist well, i mean pharrell williams for oh. sure i really loved the neptunes yeah, and yeah. i loved quincy jones it was kind of crazy i was born in 85 at the end of 85 yeah so we're around there yeah how crazy pharrell pete rock um, i mean there are lots of producers yeah, yeah pharrell was kind of a big deal Hank Do you remember Shockley. that n-e-r-d hat i never had an n-e-r-d hat oh, i was in no. an n-e-r-d music video once what yeah, I Which was wearing one? a Star of David hat. You can go see it. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll put it on the show. Now. It was sweet. He, he was so sweet. And he said, um, he asked me what my favorite Neptune's beat was. And I said, I mean. Were you met Pharrell? Yeah, at the video. And he was like, what's your favorite beat? And I said, baby face, stressed out. And he like went crazy, kind of like a volcano, just really? kind of erupted. He's like, no one's ever said that one. And that's my favorite. And I was like, oh, we have something in common then, I guess. I went to his 40th birthday. That's dope. Yeah. That's cool. With Daisy and I, we went to his 40th birthday that was in uh, Cipriani. What's it called? Is it Cipriani? Wall Street or yeah, West yeah. Broadway? We were there because he has one of my works. One of my, the, actually the SpongeBob Popsicle. I can see that. I can see that. And you have one too. I have one So now too. you have also a connection. We have two things in common. Right? That's cool. If you're listening, he's definitely love listening. You, man. Shout I don't out. know you as well as I the show for a and new yeah. new director of Louis Vuitton. We'll see what he yeah. does. Um, do you remember where we met? I remember. I think we met through. No. No. Tell me. We met at a um, friend of the show's Lucian Smith of opening. Course. At Scarstead. Of course, yeah. Uptown, the camel painting, Stigris. Sure, called. sure. And, and he had a studio down here. I think it was on um, Warren Street. That's where we first met. And I was like, at that time, I was working at the Half Gallery. Yes. That's shout, out to met, shout out to Bill Powers. Shout out to Bill Powers. I actually met so many people who worked there, who became yeah. really good friends. So I was there. Mm -hmm. And then 
Aaron Goldberger, shout out. Big shout out to she Aaron. She curated you into a show. So, I mean, I begged Aaron to curate a show of me <laughs> in Harlem. It was like, I was yeah. 22. I don't she remember. didn't give me one, so I do love oh, you. Oh, no, she's the greatest. Yeah. And she always was supportive of me, like, early on in, in my 20s. So that's where I first saw your painting. Yeah. It was um, a drum painting. Exactly. We did, a, we did a show of these oil paintings of drum skins. That was amazing. Those were amazing paintings. As you can see, I was interested in music. Yeah, and see, I even oh, to this day, drums. I'd make paintings about pianos and drums still but Aaron and I met her first day or it was maybe it wasn't her first day it was probably my first day working at the bookstore oh really the bookstore so the, was the around bookstore the we're gonna come from, back to the bookstore every time yeah I mean her and I met then I think we had a cheeseburger together somewhere Damn. um but she had just started working for Bill Powers when they were on Forsyth Street yeah in, yeah in the prescription the art office I mean yeah. seriously half of a gallery yeah, yeah. I mean, very small um, but always the best programming and, um, you know. So, yeah, we met at the opening and I saw you and there were a bunch of painters there, like probably like all painters. Like the, mm -hmm. the opening was all painters, basically, uh -huh. and a few older people. And then I was like, oh, my God, these guys are doing what I want to do. And I was coming mm -hmm. from medicine and you guys were like already selling paintings and whatever. So I, wasn't I was like I wasn't inspired. Selling I yeah, wasn't yeah selling I mean, you were about I was making to. Paintings, you were though. about to. I don't know that I was about to either because <laughs> it really, I mean, in sort of New York City, you have to have a community of, yeah. of people that you feel connected with and an yeah. in, in intellectual capacity. So yeah. points of entry to painting, I think, um, run vividly through, say, the school of Dan Cullen. Yeah, yeah. Lucian worked for Dan. I worked for one of Dan's best friends for four, four and a half years. Yeah. So even in my, like studio practice today i'm still like kind of chasing this this sort of american aesthetic of yeah. walt disney disneyfying yeah. things and uh also you're a fan of the peanuts huh yeah remember? yeah a yeah, lot this, of people this, are this, leo, uh, leo fitzpatrick made a made a book i remember we sold a friend of the store. show leo yeah shout out to leo um he made a book or what i forget the name it was something like friends and something yeah and the cover was this sort of collage or stamp that he did uh, you should ask him about the, the artwork so yeah in the book. shout out to leo fitzpatrick because then he took over the forsyth gallery the half gallery and he turned it over into something else and it was him and nate loman yeah that's right that's right this, this um i actually remember they did a gallery. show i'll put the, the name of the a, gallery in the show notes yeah i remember it was a really nice night i remember going to an opening there and, yeah um you know, Leo used to be an actor, so meeting people from the film world and the yeah. art world in this sort of hybridized evening, you know, it was kind yeah. of interesting. Uh, again, I was super young back then. Yeah. I wasn't selling any paintings or having any shows or anything but like, like that. But like I told you, like, even since you were a bit really young, you always carried yourself like an OG kind of. Like, you always oh, kind of like thanks. had something to say. So Cheers. you really inspired me to do it. Like, you mm. guys, like, you guys were doing it, and I was like, I can do it too. But mm, Leo is very instrumental in this because I came to him and I was like, you are an actor, now you're an artist. Mm. I was a like medical student. Now I want to be a, an artist. What do I do? And, and I a philosopher, no? And philosophy to... in the middle. Okay. Um, I don't know why you will talk about that later, but mm. I told him like, what, what do I do to become an artist? Literally, I, I didn't know anything. He probably was like, who the fuck is this kid talking to me <laughs> but i kind of like begged him to give me a show he never did but he gave me a lot of advice and he told me like make these little cards and paint all on them and just sell them in the street when you go like openings or whatever and i started doing that and i sold one to paul mccartney paul mccartney the beetle that's amazing literally in the street in the upper east side where i was working a half Hell gallery yeah. so yeah. yeah it was kind of like happening that i met you and yeah. it was like that's crazy. This Many could be people a thing. came out of Aaron and Bill's curatorial program. Yeah. I mean, uh, shout out to Chris Picaro, who's yeah. is as it stands LA. He's also an artist, but yeah. I think um, both of them they they have a a prowess about their program that yeah. not only spans who they show, but also who interacts with the works that come and go out of the yeah. A lot of space. people international is mm -hmm. kind of like, and now they're over in in LA, I think. Um, they're here. Or, yeah, they they're expanding. Big gallery they're expanding. here in, in Alphabet City. Yeah, shout out to everybody. But yeah. then um, also and and in LA, yeah, they have a house like a huge. I haven't been to it. Yeah, before, I haven't but, been to it either. Right. But yeah, we were talking about our 
aberration to kind of like car culture, even though mm. like I do find it fine. I think LA has this thing when like, the car is part of your personality. Yeah. I was born there, so I know that people treat their cars themselves in the thing. And yeah. I never really got it either. Yeah. No, that'll come between you and understanding LA, certainly. Right. When I lived, I lived in LA for a short while. I mean, it was like over a year, maybe yeah. a year and a half. And I'm born and raised in New York City. I didn't have a license. <laughs> I didn't, I don't understand, you know, I'm just Ubering everywhere. Actually, they had this thing called Uber. It wasn't Uber Platinum, Pool, Uber but there was some kind of membership where you pay like a flat fee per oh month. I don't know if that's still around. But I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, since then, now I have a driver's license. Like most of half of the pandemic I spent up in Maine because I have a small apartment in Maine and I needed a car in order to You've get to the store. Everywhere, no? I painted everywhere. I mean, I lived <laughs> so I lived in LA for a year and a half. I had mm. a loft. With a couple friends, um, Nick Etri is a friend, and Honor Titus is a friend, and we shared this huge loft. I think it was two or what, three thousand square feet. Very dangerous area in LA. Which um, one? Downtown? It's not. Yeah, it's downtown LA. I wouldn't call it Skid Row, but it's Fifteenth Street in Maine, right next to this highway or something. So we'd be on the roof and see cars all day long, and I'm thinking, I'm afraid to drive one of those things. <laughs> I really am, especially in LA. I, I had a permit and I tried. I remember being on some kind of seven lane highway and I think we were driving to Cal Arts. We were driving to Cal Arts. I forget. I forget why. Oh, Luciano Perna, rest in peace to him. <laughs> he was a brilliant uh, photographer and, and maker. Um, and you had and a his, studio there too? His partner had asked me to teach a workshop oh. and I was going there to check out the campus and stuff. Yeah, this is like 2017 yeah. or something like that. And I just had this huge panic attack on the road. I, I had to like get out of the driver's seat, pull over eventually, you know, get off at the right exit. But it wasn't until the pandemic happened that I became comfortable and reliant on a steering wheel to move me around a place. So like, yeah, I got like a little car and, you know, survived the pandemic up all the way up north. And I made paintings in this like schoolhouse in um in rockland maine where in which there's actually a really good residency program you should check it out yeah i'll check it out i'll put it on the show notes huh yeah i can't pronounce it always it's, i think it's called elise bogredard or something like that but it's a very good residency um so that that program is in the same schoolhouse as my studio i had this basement in the studio there and um i was always like in touch with friends in new york and ko namdi who's like a really near and dear friend to me and I would begin to talk about maybe doing a show in New York like yeah. after the pandemic. Um, so far and so we did around, right on Mercer Street near Finelli Cafe. There used what to be, year? yeah, that was summer 2021. And it was, um, it was kind of a culmination of like years of work for me, like beginning a pandemic before pandemic and sort of up until that, yeah. that, uh, season. Yeah. And we had this space. It was the old uh, Vivian Westwood wedding gown store. So site specific, I made like these glass slipper paintings. And they also, you know, they harp on this sort of idea that society makes things for you to see and to, you know, engulf yourself in. What's that coming in? And to fit. Maybe to fit, but kind of like me, the Walt Disney. We we're talking about yeah, Walt Disney earlier. Yeah, my mother. My mother is an academician. She's you know she went to whatever some schools in in her own right as a master of like identifying archetypes. So her and I started to do this research about the glass slipper as like a symbol of society mm. because um, glass actually translates to fur. I think in Germanic. I think German. I'm not sure, but old German. I don't know what the terminology <laughs> yeah. is because that's not my field of study. Yeah. But I, I came to I came to realize that the glass slipper was was sort of like this this symbol of fragility and also of ascension. You know, like glass ceilings. Yeah. People working night and day to sort How of. How many glass glass slipper paintings? paintings have you done? Three. Three? Four. Actually, four. Two small ones and two large ones. Yeah, this new this new style that you're that you have now, have you always had it and you perfected it? Or mm. you've just been evolving? Or no, I don't like the word evolving actually. For it painting. does though. You do evolve as a young painter. No, but I, I come from from mm. biology right. and evolution takes like thousands, if not millions, of years. Mm. So to say that you evolve 
in the span of 10 years. That's not real evolution. Yeah, I would say because I had a lot of time on my hands yeah. in Mexico City. I've lived there for two years. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to Mexico yeah. City. One, one second. Let's okay. go back to <laughs> then sure. when I met you, you were sharing a studio with a friend of the show, Greer Patterson. I was, yeah. Remember? He's a big friend of my show. Yeah. <laughs> my big podcast is every show. day, but it's not so online. You, and you... You guys had this amazing studio in Chelsea. We did. We did. So you were kind of like back full circle. Yeah. Chelsea was the hot ticket. That was the center of it. Now, now maybe Tribeca. Tribeca is the center. And now you're back in. I guess so. And even here, I, I really it's full like circle in the same building. Oh, yeah. I, you, I actually, were, you were here before you said. Bef huh? Yeah. Before Greer and I had that studio in Chelsea, I actually was sharing a studio space with two other artists here in this building. And I was like pseudo homeless, houseless yeah. for that year. I was kind of, you know, surf, couch surfing. This is before I had a solo show. This is before, it's like right after I worked at the bookstore and I kind of wanted to do my own thing and find out what was coming to me next yeah. or, you know, work, work on something. So I right decided to met, get a studio, like, you know, to make things. Yeah. And Bill Brady, rest out. in peace to Bill Brady. He's one of my favorite people on the planet of all time. Rest he, in peace. Huh? Rest in peace. I was really, really, um, I still am very sad about Shout that. Out, I cry yeah. about that. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, and very supporting curator. of young, young painters since the mm -hmm. beginning. Huh? Yeah, so, so he came to, I, the, yeah. to that space in the same building where in which I lived. I slept in this building kind of illegally back then. And so he would come and visit me and, you know, he decided, hey, like I'm opening this space in Miami and I'd love for you to do like a show in January, which is kind of a low. You did do it's one, kind of right? a Yeah, but it's like a tough month to do a solo show. But still, I mean, people, he believed in you. Oh, I, I mean, I'm very, very grateful yeah. and thankful, but I'm just he saying. He saw the talent. He saw the talent, but. If, I, if there is any talent there, there at that is, time. There is. But, you know, I had some kind of aesthetic that I was I was sort of yeah. hoping would ruminate with people that visited. So, um, lo and behold, like, he, he came back and back again and back again. And we just decided to do this show kind of in a low-stakes time of the calendar because it was my first solo show ever. Yeah. I mean... What year was I this? I mean, minus the, the DIY show that I did with one of my good friends, Aaron, in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but this what is at a gallery. This, this show in Miami. This is in Miami, 2015. Oh, so 2015 also. That's when I came to your studio with Greer, yeah. and I wanted an, a wine painting. Yes. For the show in London, uh -huh. that uh, friend Fingers of the show, Vivian Brody yep. and Dylan Brandt put together with me mm, in shout London. Shout out to Dylan Brandt and Vivian. Shout out. Um, and we did this show, and we took it to London, and I wanted to show kind of like. The, what was happening in New York with 20 year old mm -hmm. people yeah. and how we were very much influenced by pop, but also something new. Rejecting it at the same time. And yeah, I asked for a wine painting from you and then you gave me this new thing that looks remember. more like what you're doing now. Yeah. I don't even remember what I gave you. You gave me this painting of a, it was a black and white painting over a production mm. of a postcard, kind of like a little old yeah. town with yep. like a guy with on top donkey. of a donkey. Yeah, so I started to I started to tap into my I guess points of interest. So like Greasile paintings were really interesting to me, and also there was a photographer named Patrice Molinar, and I made a painting series about his ballet pictures that he would do as postcards on the River Seine. You can go and find them, buy them. Um, and which was cool because as a young painter, you're trying things out. And then I think it was Layla Heller gallery saw the show in London yeah. and invited me to be in this show literally called Grisile. And I was in a, in a really cool, it was like a cool space in Chelsea. I'm not sure if it's still there. I remember on the West West side. Yeah. It was on the ground floor yeah. and, um, come to find out I actually was in, I, so I did one group show and then I did another group show with her. So that was like a very um, fortunate thing to have done the show with you because things lead to other things. Yeah. That's how we connected. Yeah. What brought you from abstraction mm. to this new, how would you call this? Even? I mean, this, I feel like that they're um, landscapes that beget still life. So, yeah, I mean, they're all very strange in scale and ev like everybody has told me thus far in my life is that when they're in here or seeing them in person, they're much like more palpable, I guess. Um, so, you know, on a screen, they look like objects, but yeah. in real life, they're, they're much more, I hope, arresting, you know, we I hope are, that they, 
I hope that they're juicier or something like the, I think the scale in in essence, um, like this one is from my thesis at Columbia. We have four like, paintings in here. Yeah, right? this is really unsettled. So we're in, in the, your studio, Tribeca, with a gray floor, yeah. a shiny gray floor, and everything else is white with the beautiful ceiling, like an old, old ceiling. I love the ceiling. Like you notice there's snowflakes. In the and ceiling. a giant window. And then we have four paintings here. Really well, maybe that's one. mistletoe. I think that's actually mistletoe. But it could, it could oh, also really? be a snowflake. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it seems mm. kind of like... No, festive, no, or something. Mm -hmm. Or a floor de lis or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have four paintings. One of them is this like is a like little... The first, you're the first visitor. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're the second visitor. visitor. You're the, the second, second visitor. Someone What's... came here yesterday, but I mean, this is like... The first real, the real one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no. Shout out to uh, the yeah, person that came yesterday. To... They're, they're very real, too. But it's like, this is um, very bare bones. I still have a studio at Columbia. So I'll transfer each studio like within the next two weeks. So we are here and there's four paintings. One of like a little set, a drinking set with a lot of flowers in in the glass. And it's like a... It's like Vernini glass. Vernini? Vernini. Vernini? Uh, no, Vernini. It's Italian. Oh, I'll check it out. I'll put it in the notes. Yeah. There's a... A small one of that. Then there's another one of an empty sugar. Yeah. Sugar, how would you call that? A sugar what? Sugar can. A sugar can. Yeah. And then what's the one over there? Also, this is like a kaleidoscopic kind of glass. Um, it's a pitcher with two cups. And I, I just showed oh, that yeah, at a yeah. fair and I'm shipping that one out. I'm also shipping out the sugar can too to London actually. For um, a show? No, no, like uh, oh. through like an art advisor. That's nice. And, and then there's one here, yeah. a big one in three panels Yeah. of a pile of sinks. Yeah. It's sort of like I got these keys to this like architectural salvage yeah. depot in Ithaca, New York. And uh, my mother, my mother's like... What's your connection with Ithaca? Yeah. So my mom's from upstate New York. And, and so she lives in Ithaca, New York pretty much all my life. So I, I would come here two weekends a month to see my father yeah. and my stepmother. And um, so I go to Ithaca a few times a year, of course. I talk to my mom all the time. I actually bring my mom to all my solo shows, like international shows uh, that Shout I do. Shout out to Nick's mom. What's Shout name? out to my mom, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Robinson. Your son is amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> I try my best. You're amazing too. So what's the, what's the connection with Ithaca? Like? So, yeah, her friend has a sort of like attic of all these like decommissioned sinks and faucets yeah. and, you know, doorknobs and picture? glass window panes. Yeah, yeah. No, I staged a photograph up there and I, oh. I lifted all these sinks and kind of arranged them in this like accordion shape yeah. composition. Um, so I took like maybe a hundred photographs one morning and just sort of chose the best one to use as a reference image. And basically the sinks to me, like when you're, when you're like in the subway and you're riding and you're looking at like what's in front of you, which is like this moving, this movement, like seeing light kind of uh, staccato, staccato, like through, through metal beams. Like and, old movies kind of thing. Yeah. Like the picture kind of like does this thing. So I, I noticed like in the attic, there were these wooden beams that kind yeah. of reminded me of the subway. Um, again, this is totally like abstract in my mind. I don't yeah. expect anyone to get this when they see it. Well, but, the thing is yeah. that I go somewhere else when I see this painting. Cool. It's big. What is it? Like six feet? This is, yeah, this is 120 inches by 80 inches. Wow. So, and yeah. my connection with the sinks, when I was like a year and a half too, we just moved into a new house mm -hmm. and there was one of those sinks on the wall in the bathroom with nothing underneath you know those are just flying yeah. and i jumped and it fell on me Shit. and it crashed my skull on the floor oh my god and i have a scar here huge yeah yeah i think you told me about this once i think so but so yeah i was almost killed by a sink and Jesus i Christ. miraculously survived but also i always thought that that was something that happened in my life traumatic because i I really think in my mind that since then I remember everything. Mm -hmm. Like that was something really traumatic that happened to me that I remember me being kind of like taken into the hospital and I had like blood and my mm -hmm. mom was screaming and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know why, but I always had this 
memory since too. I also kind of learned about like volume and weight and sort of uh, when I was a kid, I remember being at this after school program because my parents were divorced. So my parents were my divorced. My mom was too. a single mother, you know, and she was a student uh, a few different times. She's a veterinarian. Like went oh, to really? she went to Cornell Vet School. That's amazing. Which is like the hardest vet school. Probably that was my my dream before becoming before my dream was becoming a doctor. My first dream was vet. Yeah. So we would go to the lectures sometimes because yeah. she didn't have like a babysitter. Yeah. But I used to go to this like basketball thing. It was you and you have a brother. I have huh? a twin brother. Yeah. Oh, Shout yeah. Out to twin Sam. brother. Yeah. And yeah. That's he's, it? A, he's a writer. He's he's a. Shout out. He's like a creative Sam, right? um, fiction writer. Sam? Sam. Shout yeah, out Sam, Sam. Farhi. So yeah, he's a, he's a really brilliant writer. And um, he, he writes like short stories and stuff like that. But basically, I was in this after-school program, and I remember trying to hold up one of the tables, like a Murphy bed that kind of comes out of the wall. It's like a it's like a table for kids to eat at. Yeah. And I remember just learning how heavy it really was because it basically fell on me. I was trying to hold it up as a little boy, like you know, with my <laughs> with one arm, and just like you know. But no, with this is like also kind of um, I guess. I don't know, making some kind of delivery to the viewer about weight and gravity yeah. and sort of, um, you know, a kind of like kind of like romanticizing patina and stuff like that. But, you know, I was really looking at like Frank Jellicoe's paintings um, and just seeing like how he he was a master of the edge. And um, Italian. He's an Italian. Yeah. What's your connection uh, with Italy? I see a lot I'm of a, Italy. I'm an Italiophile. Like yeah? I love Italy. But but Francesco, he was a master of us- utilizing this sort of like harmony of edges. Yeah. And I remember, I think it's called, I don't remember if it's called the Ascension. No. To me, one of down. the best edges in painting is Manet. Yeah, absolutely. And this reminds me of Manet. I'm teaching my students about of all about that right now. Because um, we just started, I just started teaching at, at the university a week ago. I mean, I've been TAing oh, for a couple Nick of years. Nick is a, a professor now. Well, how would you want to be called, Mr. Yes. Farhi, Nick? You can just call me Nick. Just Nick. My students, they, this is my your students call to be me respectful. both. I'm like, guys, just call me Nick. It's so <laughs> weird, you know. And I'm also, I'm a self-taught painter. I, yeah. I, I studied under one painter. Shout out to Betty Wild Biasini at SUNY Empire State. Um, yeah, we didn't really finish that, but I started at BMCC. Then I transferred to Hunter College. Yeah. I was there for a year studying like English studies and media studies. And I thought I was going to go into the music business yeah. all the while, like making art and just going to my friend's group shows and was, things like that. Let me just interrupt you yeah. one second. I want to ask you, sure. was there a contemporary art show that changed your life? That was like, yeah. that's me. Kind of I would thing? say, I cool. mean, I mean, there's really like too many to to name off the top of my head, but I remember seeing um, once I saw Nate Loman and Dan Colin do a duet show at Macaron. I was like maybe 20 or 21 or something. What year? I don't remember. To- 2010 or 8? I think it was like 08 or 07 08, or something yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. And I had moved to Alphabet City in 2006, like right out of high school. And shout out to Nate and Dan. Shout out to Nate Loman and Dan I'm Cohen. coming to interview you soon, okay? Uh, yeah, we got to make that happen. Yeah, um, yeah I love Nate and, and Dan. And, um, you know, funnily enough, like just seeing that sort of suite of appropriation and also subversion, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, um, I guess it's almost like, it's like seeing an earthquake while being awake or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I saw someone, I think there's some like new uh, young kid on Instagram who was like a sneaker person. Yeah. I'm not a sneaker collector, but I think I saw that today. It just kind of stuck with me. I really like the association of words, but it, that's sort of how it felt. Yeah. You know, it sort of felt like earth shaking. And also like, I think my eye began to train itself when it started to jiggle, you know, like when pictures start to vibrate. Yeah, yeah on their own that's something i was like yo i need to i need to chase whatever that is like yeah. that's really it's like an addictive thing mine yeah. was friend of the show's mauricio catalan oh at yeah. guggenheim you yeah. remember that show yeah 2011 yeah i was still at nyu and then i saw that show and i was like what is this he was he was always like 
imagine I think supportive trying... of younger artists. I think we were in like a huge group show that anyone could join. Oh, back in Chelsea, the day, no? um, through Jason Musum. Yeah, I yeah, think. a long time. I think so. Yeah, so Mauricio Catalan seems to be, you know, of the thinkers that that you engage with because it's you come to be some kind of um an expert at what you do and it doesn't necessarily i'm not talking about myself but yeah. the fact that you have had other artists that are um farther along in their career yeah. on this podcast i think it's beautiful that they right. that they have just like you know dove into this because yeah. you know you, you don't necessarily need to give a shit about what people think about yeah. what you oh it's not uh vogue magazine that don't yeah, do it yeah. like fuck that shit yeah like, if just, you if you help people that are underneath you then we'll pay that to the next generation it's kind of like yeah. a chain it's also the medium too yeah. i mean podcasting like you have like a full meadow or pasture yeah. of like words to to land on with another person i yeah. mean there are no barriers or limitations. Whereas yeah. in a magazine, you have an editor, you have an yeah, advertising yeah. executive, you have all these different people kind of. I do want to give. I do want to give the mic to artists to yeah. say whatever they want to say mm-hmm. without them being subject. Yeah. yeah. Of a magazine, mm-hmm. like once you say I'm the subject of the article or something, like that, just that word "subject" means something, and we don't we don't really think about that. Yeah. We're, the story is not told your story. That's yeah. why we're not on Jimmy Fallon. Right. Because they cannot control a story. And I feel if you're in TV, they can kind of, mm-hmm. if they want. So I feel we need to be more, more conversation about art between artists. Yeah, because art making is, is like an opera. So yeah. when artists are next to each other, it's like a harmonizing yeah, yeah. Um, energy. And we don't need any anything to make us come together like we can come together ourselves instantly it doesn't have to be a A festival or a gallery or nothing we can just talk and teach new artists that are coming along that it's okay like if we met when we were 20 a lot of things has happened since then Mm. and when we met we didn't even know if 10 years from then we would be still artists right It's the Annunciation by Frangelico that that inspired me to kind of like place these I guess you call them sticks or these yeah. like wooden beams. But I would also see I'll these put it kinds in the of... Show notes. I'm going to put it in the show notes so yeah, everybody yeah, can see the Yeah, the Annunciation paint. by Frangelico. Um, you know, Frangelico is short for Friar Angelico. So he was he was like a monk or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was really interesting to me. So I've, I've also looked at other works by him, like um, his portrait of Jesus Christ, I think is like, uh, it's just so incredibly important because... You know, it's one of the early um, depictions of Christ that what really humanized Christ. His eyes are bloodshot. His what skin almost this? looks like it's infected. Um, I don't know. I don't know what year it is exactly. Maybe 1600s? No, I think earlier than that. 13? Yeah, I think so. Before Da Vinci. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. I had it. I had it here. Yeah, 1450 was the Annunciation. So I'm sure it was in that century. Right before. Unless there's like some secret way to like live for 200 years. But yeah, no, I think it was in the 1400s. Yeah, because I remember the way that I remember about then is in 1492. That's when Columbus Columbus reached America. I think it's also when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Really? I think so. That was the year? King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Isabella. She was... Horrible to the Jews, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, my father is a Sephardic Jew, but his family was from Beirut, Lebanon. So my grandfather was Lebanese, his father, his father, his father. And, you know, that diaspora is so fascinating to me personally. A lot of those Jews went to Italy, went to Sardinia. And so I've, my father is very obsessed with his genealogy. So yeah. he's told me that we're Sardinian, you know. So that's your connection to Italy. There you go. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, I, I love, do. I did that thing, yeah. 23andMe. And I have. Me too. And I sure enough, I had, I had like, oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. I had, think I only had, I mean, this is kind of. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say this, but I think like I only have like 8% Sardinian. In oh, my, really? So in you my, do have some. It's some. Yeah. 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 Apparently someone, one of my ancestors was North Africa. Yeah. I had, and then I when had they a few became, percent North Africa too. When they became Muslim, they were like, we're not really from here because mm-hmm. we're Jewish. And then they moved to 
Spain mm. and they changed religion. They were like, yeah, if you're not, if you're going to kick us out, we're going to change. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of weird. But I mean, all that stuff's pretty arbitrary. Like, I think, I mean, I feel like we're all connected from somewhere and yeah. actually like a great, a really good artist who's older than me told me this is really cheesy, but it's kind of true. Like the human, the human history, the history of humans is one artist because at the end of the day, no one really knows where, what anything is yeah. from, you know, hopefully yeah, not, Egypt hopefully we don't get like to that, that point. From like Egyptian art, mm. you don't really think yeah, about an artist. Yeah, you don't necessarily know the artisans. But name. you know it's Egyptian. Right. So right. one day they're going to be American art, mm -hmm. but they're not going to know. Or Western, it. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's something. That's something to think about that we're all one. Yeah. Kind of like Bob Marley or something. For right? sure. Right? For sure. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think a lot of people just see my, my work and they just think, oh, it's just a still life. But I you actually think? try to like make them in weird kind of palettes and scales. And I kind of try to inject like bits of landscape into the work. And so, you know, like you were pointing to this flowery uh, rendition over here. Yeah. I mean, this to me is like a study for a much larger idea. Um, with my visitor yesterday, we were talking about the fact that certain words are nouns yet are not yet verbs. And I think like, and she said, which, which word comes to mind? I said, tornado. I mean, you can't tornado something. You can't like tornado a, a bowl of penne okay. for, for your friend. Well, that would be... You can cook it, you can but say you can't that, tornado right? it. You know? <laughs> so it's like, let me tornado a subject in yeah. a, inside of another subject to make like a study. So this is like a study for like a 10 foot by 10 foot painting, where in which, you know, whoever's in front of it kind of looks like they're caught up in like a tornado of flower petals. And overall, like the theme is about the fragility of the world we, in which we inhabit. Yeah. And so many people don't really give a shit about the world that we live in. And, you know, it, it's a serious thing, but, um, more than anything else, like I don't necessarily provide you with beds of irony or like yeah. jokes or like this and that and the third, I'm really interested in like color and I'm interested in like composition. They're deep too. I, mm -hmm. I feel the more I talk about it with you, then there's, we could talk about like days of one painting, mm -hmm. right? I do love that about your art that is Thanks. very layered. And mm -hmm. when you're saying one thing, that little thing can ex expand into many things. Mm -hmm. But I do want to give you, yeah, props for, for these paintings because they are, in a way, when I met you, you were kind of doing mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. but now you created your own game. You know, uh -huh. That I, I mean, really... Yes. I really like that because mm. I'm, I'm, when I met you, you were doing the wine paintings mm. and this kind of hacienda paintings. What was uh -huh. that? Yeah, you remember that What one. were they called? So, yeah, I was always doing like interiors that contained some still life right. aspect. But that was, yeah, that was a hacienda. <laughs> that was in, maybe it was from Chihuahua. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'd look at old pictures and be like, damn, I kind of want to make like a scenic painting. You know, I want to make like an environment or like some kind of immersive now remember Expression. they were huge. Yeah, it was quite big. Huge that was paintings. in the Chelsea studio. And yeah, I think that one's in Italy now. That was the first time that I saw you trying this new from picture mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. But now you really created your own game mm -hmm. and you went from canvas to this Dibon. Is Dibon? Yeah, aluminum. Yeah. It's just much better, like archival yeah. wise. Like it's not it doesn't rust for, yeah. for one. You know, I get it, it's white. I can score it. I can sand it. Um, and it's, they don't bend. They, they, I mean, without, without a frame on the back, they would mm. bend, but I, I do my own steel, um, oh, really? metal work for the back. Artist frames? No, no. They're just like steel rods that oh, have like okay, rivets okay. in like them. Like a wood stuff. panel. You do need the rods yeah, to keep it together. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I have access to a metal shop that I do some welding and stuff. Yeah. But basically, um, it's also a lot more elegant to make like a straight line, you know, as opposed to like having wood or having linen. Having creases. Right? Both of those, both of those materials can mold yeah. if they're not sealed properly. So I think it was like a self-portrait by Renoir and Copper that I came to know. And also seeing like Dyke Blair's work over the years at art fairs and at Karma Gallery. And there, a lot of them are on metal panel and on aluminum. You saw the Richter as well. You saw the Richter's. He's used a lot of and aluminum Richter now. too? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that. 
So yeah, the squeegee paint he paints squeegee paint on dive bomber. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Some he's he's one of my hero yeah. painters for sure. But I mean, more so than Richter, I love Ralph Goings. I mean, his his portraits of ketchup jars, <laughs> like, are so dreamy to me. They're so like chic in many ways. I mean, you know, I also love to look at fashion. I love to see. Um, the association of colors that aren't normally seen every day on the street. So like, this is like a very muddy, dirty palette, but there's so much lavender. No, and, it's amazing. It's very sort of um, iridescent. Um, very paints. millennial. I yeah. feel we, we all have this kind of like palette in our minds from the 90s uh -huh, growing uh -huh, up. Uh -huh. yeah. And I feel, yeah, since the beginning, you had one of the most amazing palettes. Thanks. That people can... Because I've been told that they're like, oh, pastels. It's like this is not pastel. Mm -hmm. Just because you're seeing the the connection to with your eyes, but if you really pay attention, this is a whole new palette mm. that comes from like more. I would call it pale. Yeah, not it's really it's, pastel. Yeah, and it comes from a, again like this grisaille kind of um, love affair I have. Like yeah. it's like. You know, you can dial colors back and forward in that opera, if you will. Like, so, you know, yeah, one, exactly. one gray can change with a good, like, gel, you know. And yeah. Another, um, you know, brown can become more green, you know, with the right gel. So I, I also love to study, like, painters like Velasquez. And I like to know that, oh, he made this painting on this point of the equator because the sun is different everywhere. A black that, you know, Monet never really is black. Yeah. But let's say um, any of the Fauve, Fauvist painters, Matisse, yeah. used black for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think the one of the first Matisse paintings that I came to love that, that utilized these dark lights was the Egyptian window or something he made. And so I think that was in, I think that was a late one. But anyway, you know, so like no matter where you are in the world, the sun is going to interact with you differently and have like a different song with yeah. you. So with me... Being a New Yorker, like I love to sort of look at things at night. I like to look at things underground. Like in my thesis, I made like this 10 foot painting of a street. And that was like, that took me a long time because I had classwork the to do. The bottom of the, I saw like a puddle. No? Yeah, exactly. That was amazing. But in, in essence, it was a portrait of um, an Uber Eats delivery man. <laughs> you know, like those bikes that have the thick battery yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So he's in the corner kind of rolling off the edge of the painting. And so for me, I was like, let me, let me try to portraitize the surroundings that I live with, but in a really like true to equator uh, measurement, mm -hmm. you know, like New York city should be represented in its most glittery format on a rainy night. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, the, a sunny day in New York is beautiful too. Don't get me wrong. But in my opinion, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm my happiest when it rains, you know, really? not to like bite the garbage line yeah. or whatever, but like, I really love the rain. I love, I love being in, in a place that has four seasons. Yeah. New York at night is kind of its own thing. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's like yeah. its own. When I moved here, mm -hmm. I realized this thing that to me is really funny that in New York, there is the morning and the night shift. Mm -hmm. Like there's completely mm -hmm. different people at night mm -hmm. and they're as awake Like if you go in the morning, you see the same people. If you go at night, you see the same people at night. Mm -hmm. And elsewhere, there's just one shift. Yeah, and I feel like some of the most um, interesting thoughts have come out of people who work at night. Right. I think Nate Loman was a was a security guard at the Whitney. That's at, at night. Bro, I, I'm oh, not really? sure though. People have said that about him, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I know that he was a security guard. But I think it was a night shift. The first time I saw him, he was DJing. Yeah. In this basement over here mm -hmm. near Chinatown. And it was like, who is that? It's a DJ, but also an artist. And it's like, wait, what? You can be both? Kind and of like he's even probably back then. thinking about a million ideas right? in one yeah, shift. But yeah, there's shifts. Who knows? I mean, you look at his work yeah. and the storied nature of his epic work. Yeah. And you'll come to realize that, yeah, when you're independently working at night, I mean, you're making, you're up to something good. You know, yeah. you're up to something that's going to last. You paint at night right now? I paint at night a lot. Ooh. Yeah, I paint at night a lot. When did you start using the aluminum in Mexico City? This is City? in Mexico City. This is in Mexico City. Was it because it was more supplies are so, 
they're not expensive, but to me back then it was kind of it was kind of a pain in in the ass to like order Williamsburg oil paint and canvases and linens yeah, yeah. and all and stuff. Carry them all around, yeah. the crate and whatever. Yeah, so you know, so it for, is because of the mobility in the way. Yeah, definitely in the storage yeah. capabilities right? too. Like Damn. when you paint on panel, you can fit twenty paintings in in a all space that you would have had box. four four large stretcher bars. Yeah. You know. So storage wise, it is a wise, problem that nobody talks work. about. We all have yeah. storage full of paintings. Yeah, huh? and actually, my storage now is up in Maine. So, oh really? That's part of my move of studios. I'm going to go up to to this apartment that I have and have Fourth of July there and hang out with some friends up there who are chefs. Shout um, out! Shout out to Gabriella and Derek. They they were just. Um, nominated for a james beard award and they have this little house and they made a restaurant out of it and it's they just they're, they're i heard the, the food is amazing up there no? yo it's amazing but it's also you know these these people have worked in restaurants for 20 20 years or something yeah and so yeah so yeah food is a big part of my life food you food can tell a lot a of the paintings of have but no food itself, just the container for the food. Yeah, I mean, what in, is that? in in this in this era of my work, yes, I think because a lot of the time, you know, I'm looking at like old catalogs from the '70s, you know, I'm in '80s and '90s. Yeah, I'm looking at Craigslist posts. I'm trying to find like accidental um, compositions, accidental landscapes. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, it's like I was e it was emailing with. Um, a lady from, I think she was from Queens or something, yeah. but I was like, uh, is this, is this a toy or is this like a jar? Cause it looks like a UFO and that's, that's the sugar cane. <laughs> and she wrote me the sweetest email like, Oh honey, it's just a sugar mm -hmm. jar. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. You know? So do you collect this thing? Yeah. I you know I, that Warhol I do. collected the cookie jars. I, I mean, didn't many know things. that. I didn't so, know I that. saw it. That's what's up. I remember I where it was. I think it's in San Francisco. They had all the cookie jars mm. together and I saw them. I don't remember where you should look it up because they're amazing and they yeah, look kind of like the same. They have a lot of prints and that's cool. I mean, also characters. like if you think about it, like some of my favorite films like are made in New York. Yeah. You know, and I'm making a, a film right now that's going to take oh, wow. place in New York. Okay. I'm writing. If you need a redhead, call me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, now you have experience. You were in the Pharrell video. I mean, come on, man. I, I was in college, man. <laughs> we were all like high and shit. And that was a crazy shoot because I think we started at like 10 in the morning. Yeah. This is at the Gypsy Tea Room, like in uh, near the Flatiron Building. And like, I remember getting there. My friends, um, Ricky and Dee, they, they kind of invited I me. I remember. There. I know them. Shout out to Ricky Shout and Dee. I was just talking with Dee yesterday. But yeah, so like they invited me because they're the little they were, Lego. Yeah, heart, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah, it just started like at 10 30, 11 in the morning, and everybody's like drinking and smoking weed and whatever. You know, those are my 20s. I'm, I'm more <laughs> of like a I'm more of like a, a wine person and be, I like beer too. Now I you're, love, you're I love refined. beer from Maine. I, I love beer from Maine. Well, I want to ask you this question. What are your top three drugs to paint? Oh, drugs? Yeah. To use while painting? Yeah. I don't really do drugs anymore, but... You don't do I mean, cigarettes? Cigarettes is one. That's nicotine. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing this question on the other interviews. So uh, nicotine is number one. I'll let you use your imagination. I mean... Do but I, what about painting I during your, paint, when you're I, painting? I have to be sober painting. But you are having nicotine. Coffee and nicotine. Okay, caffeine, uh, nicotine. Sugar, and sugar. We'll take sugar. We'll take those three. Yeah. But, if, you know, when, when the moon rises and we're coming back down yeah. here or something, or I guess three blocks away to the club or something. Yeah. No, I love wine. I love champagne. What about your favorite I cereal? I love Negronis too. Favorite cereal? You know, I'm actually really a soft scrambled egg person. Like I'll cook myself the fastest, softest egg. It might even be a little raw. I'm, an, I'm an I'll egg man it. too. Yeah. And I don't consume. No, but back yeah. in the day, or if you had to have a cereal, oh, what's like, your favorite? Oh man. Because we have a connection. I give, you a, a sculpture, I give you a sculpture of the Lucky Charms. Okay, okay. It's either one of two things. Because my mom, my mom was like a hippie. So it was granola or Irish McCann's oatmeal. Damn. So you not know, like real, that, that not really classic, like that, that kind of um, gold and blue uh, script. It almost looked like it was from like the I 1900s. Remember, I remember white and yeah, gold. Yeah, and yeah white. exactly. Irish McCann's. Now you need to make a painting of it. I would do that, but 
I would probably do it in like a larger picture of something so else. So your favorite cereal is oatmeal. Yeah, with a little brown sugar. That's good. Well, yeah. that's a, that's an answer. Wait, one yeah. more question about that. Sure. Just, I'm just trying these weird questions to see what happens. No, no, no. Um, that's cool. When you have nuggets, like chicken nuggets, uh -huh. what sauce are you dunking? Today or back in the day? Every, anytime. I mean, back in the day, just straight up barbecue sauce, barbecue? like processed McDonald's barbecue sauce. You, but I say today, I would go for that green sauce. What's that place called? Jack's Wife Frida. They have like this green chipotle sauce. It's like a Peruvian green, green aioli. Like uh, aji. They call it aji. I don't know what it's called. It's it might Peruvian, be Portuguese. I'm not sure, but it's very good. Aji means like pepper over there. Okay. So Yeah, it could be. You've been to Peru? Never. You would love it. No, one of my good friends is Peruvian. She's an artist and she always tells me about Lima. And Lima's amazing. Her I went dad to Lima, is like a, Cusco, a scientist. Machu Picchu. And Lima Correa. Machu Picchu is my favorite Marvel. What's it called? Marvel okay. of the World? What's it called? The Seven Wonders. What is it? Oh, Seven Wonders of the World. Seven Se Wonders of the World. Yeah. Is, is Machu Picchu one of them? I think so. I think actually, maybe. I'm but I sure. went to Machu Picchu Sounds and I was like, this is the one. Mm -hmm. If you ever have an opportunity, you should go. Okay, okay. All right, let's come back to the paintings. Mm. You, I saw the materials and it said pastel. Yeah. What do you mean pastel? So I'll do like a lot of like drawing and pastel. Before? Before. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I'll do some like enamel spray so that it kind of like adheres the pastel. Mm. Um, and then I'll start painting. And I'll, and I'll also do like a lot of like, you know, like kind of... Um, gel layers like again like studying velasquez and studying like caravaggio i saw like a great caravaggio show at the nash i think it's called the national portrait of dublin it was in ireland it was at this museum in, in dublin actually greer was doing a residency there my, my i remember friend. he had a show too yeah dublin, there was a right? show chase hall was with us too shout out to, to my friend and also um going to that show kind of like changed my understanding of vanitas And just like how one should, you know, make this ruby red gel on top of this like black color and how it changes things. Like you see in this one, there's like this like streak of purple coming up off of the the pan. Yeah, yeah. So that's something like that I try to think about before I get to the studio because I'm waiting for stuff to dry. So I'm constantly waiting for things to dry and then to sort of like come to like an end point. What kind of pastels do you use? Uh, all kinds. I just have like a couple big boxes of yeah. things that, you know, they get, they get like run down, like, you know, within a couple months. Like I don't, I don't work like lots and lots of it into the work. And then sometimes when things are dry, I'll like go and do like a highlight, like a, like a small mm -hmm. line or something like thing. that. And the paint that you use is oil paint, just oil. straight from the Never acrylic or anything. Yeah. No, no, no. I use like lots of different mediums, like, like safflower, like um, sun boiled safflower oil from Tampa, Florida. Yeah. There's this to place called Marion Street to make Art Materials. Huh? Thinner? To make it thinner? Yeah, to thin it out and expand the oil. Um, I also love just like straight up cold pressed linseed oil, you know, from Williamsburg Paint. But I love this company. It's called Marion Street Art Materials because they, they have all these like really interesting colors. Marion Street, M-A-R-I-O-N. I think one of the guys who owns it like had something to do with Williamsburg Paint. They I'm need not to sure. sponsor me. They need to sponsor me. I'll sell They need paint. to sponsor us. Right. Yeah, they should. We'll sell it. Uh, my friend, my friend Nemo uh, Labrizi, who's an artist and a curator and just like one of my mentors. Where do they make it? Where do they make it? I met Nemo. No, oh, where do they make the paint? Oh, they make it in Tampa, Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And he's between Miami and New York. And so he, he like sent me some of it once. And so I actually order a lot of paint from them. And what about the brushes? Oh, brushes. I couldn't even tell you because I order them from eBay. Yeah. But what, what are some I, I just, I like search on eBay, like L-O-T space brushes, oil paint. Yeah. And it's like some Sunday painters. I fucking love that. 500-piece That's brush. how I started painting yeah. myself. Because, you know, like, even if you even if you buy, like, 200 brushes, yeah. like, a lot of them in those lots, at least, are very small. Yeah. But they're in so many different shapes. So I have, like, so many br I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brushes um, that have come from all over the United States. Um, I, I did that with encaustic. I would put mm -hmm. L-O-T encaustic. Yeah. And I would have all these people. You do the same thing with paint. I yeah. mean, I have some paints paint, that yeah. are... I have some paints that are like from the 80s yeah, yeah. that are still like in good condition because people sort of like will pick painting up and then put it down and, you know, circle back to it. And 
a lot of times these these things on eBay are like so cheap. Like right, yeah. So I, that would be like a point to say, if if you will, for painters, young younger artists or older artists who are painting and need supplies, like yeah, like support your local, um, you know, merchants, but also yeah, yeah. check check out eBay too. Yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. And then after you finish the paintings, do you put like a coating at the end? I or do like a varnish. Varnish? Like a, yeah. Like depending on Damar depending varnish on if, or what? Yeah, like Damar. I also have lavender Damar, which with, is a bit more with a tricky. brush it, or a spray? No, I use a foam brush. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't spray the varnish. Yeah. I spray varnish. It can varnish. get messy and sometimes it runs. So I, I prefer to use just like a foam brush and I'll use like the lavender de because yeah. it smells so good and it's non-toxic, yeah. but I, I can only really do that with the darker paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use spray varnish mm-hmm. horizontal. Oh yeah. I mean, and painting has to be if flat. If you mess it up, it's going to mess up, but yeah. you have to do it exact. And um, it's very, yeah. very weird, but I, that's what I like weirdly. I don't like to brush. Yeah. My well, that's great. I mean, that's also like, you know, when you're using a foam brush, you also have to have it like flat, either like yeah, yeah. on a table or yeah. if you have a really clean floor and it's okay. But I think in New York, you have to be cognizant of like the street because yeah. like dust can come in from your window. Right here, we're on Broadway. So I have to be very conscious of the the muck that's in the air coming yeah. from Broadway, you know? But yeah, you're you're really doing it, man. And I really wanted to show you some appreciation. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for, for the flowers, dude. You brought oh, me yeah. flowers. Drink champs. It's dope, man. I appreciate right? it. Yeah, do you listen to drink champs? I do. Me too. Me too. That's what I do when I when I paint. I put a, a podcast and then the, the duration of the podcast, mm-hmm. that's what the time that I allow myself to paint. Otherwise, nice. I lose time. Because it's lose, usually hours. Yeah, because yeah. I lose track if I'm not tracking it with the podcast. Really. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm not really listening. I mean, I am, but I'm painting. But I know when it's over, it's been an hour. Yeah. Or when I'll, it's over, it's been an hour and a half or three if it's like a Joe Rogan crazy thing. I don't listen to that. I've never listened to Joe Rogan. Never? Never, ever. Uh, yeah, some some of them are really good. So, okay, send me your favorite one. I will send you some. Cool, for sure. I like the I like the, the David Werner podcast. You do with Lucas Werner. Yeah, he used to be kind of more on the mic. I think now that he has like a curated host every time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we can just let artists talk. We don't need a mediator. Exactly. I think that's how I feel. Yeah, but he had Helen. What's her name? Helen Molson. Forget her name, but I've read a lot of her essays too. Yeah. So it was nice to put like a voice to the to the words on the paper, you know. Yeah. Um, I like that podcast. I love. Um, I love. I mean, I just like to listen to like concerts too, like Antonio Carlos Jobim concerts. Um, I love to listen to. I love to listen to like Frank Sinatra concerts. Um, You're a rap guy too. He he was a rap guy. No, you are a rap. I'm a rap guy, but right? I'm also I also love like what um, young artist Youssef Latif, yeah, who's a jazz instrumentalist. I'm, I mean, I, I listen to more jazz, I would say, yeah. than I do hip hop these days. As really? a 36 year old, like I'm not in, I'm not in like the party zone, the club zone yeah, as yeah. much as I was back the in the day. Come again? The bravado. Yeah, that's a good song. Let's say it's a song. No, it's a word. Bravado. Bravado. Oh, it's okay. like what but, rappers do. Yeah, yeah. The there are a lot of Brazilian jazz songs that are single words, but I think, <laughs> and I think there is one that is called that. That that there are some renditions of, but. But yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to do another number two to talk about Mexico City. Let's do it. To talk about Maine and all that. Let's do but it. I'm really good. come back too because yeah. I'm, I'm working on some solo shows now. Yeah, yeah. Right before your next solo show. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We're gonna do. We're gonna talk about the paintings and everything. Cool. But yeah. How long have we been talking for? We're almost there. Three hours. No. no, I'm just kidding, man. Um, like one so hour. the the last question I wanted to ask you: mm. What matters? People matter. Yeah. Love people. people. That's the best uh, form of art anyone yeah. can practice. That's how we get anywhere. I think it's a no? cheesy Van Gogh quote, but it's true. A Van Gogh? Yeah. I think he said something about, in terms of psychology, loving people is like the hardest and the best thing you can do yeah. with your time. You you have an air of Van Gogh. I've heard that before. When I met you, I was on like... On Halloween night on right? like West 4th Street. And I'm not dressed up like any costume. I'm like heckled all the time. It's really annoying, really? actually. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But well, he, that's a compliment. It man. is. No, no, really, I love, he's like I love actually the goat. I love Van Gogh. And I love that movie that Julian Schnabel made. Shout with out Willem to Dafoe. Julian. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, What's I'm, it called? At Eternity's Gate. At Eternity's Gate. I did it watch it. It was, it was a trip. It was, it was good. It wasn't his. It wasn't his best one. You know, Diving yeah. Bell and the Butterfly. I feel yeah. like was Basquiat maybe the best. I enjoy watching Basquiat, yeah. but I think, um, yeah. I mean, that's another conversation for a different yeah. day. But I feel like, I feel like cinema is something that I need to see nightly in order to make my work. So, like, yeah, I'm about to start making some paintings in here that are that are really uh, heavily. Uh, influenced by films i like can't Scorsese. wait to see where you're gonna create here man yeah well, thanks it's a, i love even i love thanks the best thing for me was my first studio right mm -hmm. like just your first studio what's gonna happen but yeah. the next is a new studio yeah yeah exactly when there's like anything can like happen new and you're here so yeah. everybody that is listening come through tribeca no 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 nobody not comes yet here. not yet not <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have I have my little crew of friends that yeah. that, that you know. No, not that, not for the public. I'm talking yeah. about like all the galleries and all the people that yeah, are making yeah, moves. No, for sure. They need to come see because yeah, well, I wanted to, to show. Come to come to Wilshot Gallery in September. I'm doing a solo there. September. Yeah. All right, Wilshot Gallery. Wilshot. Shout out see to you there. Man. Thank you so much, He's man. Best. I'm really happy to be here with you 10 years after we met. Yeah, bro. We're, we're still decade. doing it. I got to so, get you your flowers, man. Yeah, really. Word you have up. to come to my studio too. I will, I will. But uh, yeah, you really inspire me. This week, I'm coming through. You really inspire me, and I'm sure you're also inspiring a lot of people out there. I hope. I don't so know every about that. young artist out there, you can do it too. If we did it, yeah, that's true. it's going to be fun and hard and crazy, but you can do it. You know? Yeah, man. All right, man. So Word good up. to see you, man. Signing out. Peace. Peace and love.